Trust in God and God will make your path straight. And in all things and everything, lean on God for your understanding. Please be seated. As we have progressed through our Advent season, I have been looking at all these candles that we're lighting through the lens of our faith, the faithfulness of our Lord God. We started with hope, where we had the faithfulness of our Lord God at the forefront because he would not waver in his commitment to us. And so as God was committed to us in the past, he will be committed to us in the future. We have peace in our lives because God has been faithful to us and has never left us abandoned or um, alone. And we can rely that God will be there for us in the future. And that brings us peace because we know that whatever is happening in our lives, our commitment to God will, will never waver. Today we look at joy. And again, I'll be looking at it through the lens of how joy grows because God is faithful to us. Joy is happiness, but happiness is not joy. Joy is the feeling that helps us transcend whatever circumstances we are in, to know that whatever happens in this transient world, in this world that decays and has pain and doesn't flourish forever, that God will be with us and that our eternal lives are assured. We see John ministering at different times. We see that in the gospel today. But yet, even before John went out into the harshness and the isolation of the wilderness to say that the Messiah is with us, he ministered to the world from the womb. John knew the presence of the Messiah as he jumped for joy in Elizabeth's womb. Even before we knew Jesus as a teacher or a prophet, John in the womb knew him as the embodiment of joy itself. He offers us a joy that is, Jesus offers us a joy that is not dependent on circumstances. It is a joy that transcends darkness and shadows. In him we find a wellspring of peace and love and hope that can never be extinguished. And by that, by that we find joy. And even before John was born, even before he stood on the Jordan, he ministered to his mother saying, this is the Messiah. As I look at the story, sometimes I find it difficult to find how to actually pull the threads out to find joy. It's, it's more about Jesus proclaiming things and we have joy that the faithfulness of God brought the Messiah into the world and Jesus was proclaimed as the Messiah and travelled amongst us and will come back to travel amongst us again. But there, I think as I sat with it this week, I wrestled with it, I really went to unpack, instead of giving you the you know, official party line, I thought I'd try something different. And what I looked at was, I guess, I guess John's life, and now Messiah's life. John's story began with a complicated family. His father, Zachariah, was an elderly priest, and after disbelieving the angel Gabriel's testimony that his wife would get pregnant, Zachariah lost his ability to speak for months. We had someone who was an embarrassment, someone who was humiliated amongst the people that were there. We had John's mother experience infertility for many years and she became pregnant in her old age. His cousin Mary almost got dumped by Joseph because she was pregnant 
So there was a complication there of, hang on, this person that I'm betrothed through is pregnant, but the Spirit's... And I can't... What's going on there? And his cousin, Jesus, was born in a stable. It wasn't... None of this was actually... A, a, a linear situation, a situation that showed how perfect life can be. It wasn't the, uh, the Waltons family uh, Christmas. It was messy. It was complicated. There were people in this that were both, you know, both struggling with their relationship with God, but also struggling to understand how God could work in their life. And when we look at the gospel today, it's a messy sort of gospel, isn't it? We take a few verses from here and a few verses from there and we dump a few verses in the middle and then we get the, the story of John the Baptist. There is nothing clean about John the Baptist's life. There is nothing clean about Jesus' life. There is nothing clean about putting the reading together. And so you're asking me, why does this bring me joy? Well, when I look at John, we see the one thing that is consistent. He was an outlier to the community. He was an outcast. He was the black sheep. He was someone that wasn't part of the expected community. And so he is notorious for being this person that's baptising people, wearing itchy camel skin and eating locusts. And he has these religious leaders come to him as an, in an entourage trying to find out who he is and what he does. So we have this person who comes from a messy sort of family and Jesus comes from a messy sort of situation that's not right but was ordained by God to be the process of showing his glory in the world. And so one of the reasons that I, one of the most significant reason I had this week was that I come from a messy situation. I grew up in a domestic violence. I had all sorts of things going on. I, I, I don't come from a situation that's, you know, the Walton's Family Christmas or the Woman's Weekly Family Christmas. It's not a situation that is linear. It's not a situation that's wrapped up in a bow and has pretty paper around it. And so I have great joy that as messy as my life is, God is in the middle of it. As messy as my life is, my God is absolutely faithful to me and stands by me and with me. When I make mistakes, when I trip, when I have those moments where something doesn't go right, my God is with me and doesn't let me and doesn't leave me and doesn't forsake me. What an amazing space to be in. And then I think to myself that even in that moment, even as messy as my life is, God convicted me, Jesus convicted me to be his brother and to be able to call God my father in the most amazing way, to be able to say, Abba, Father, to be able to just call him Dad. What an amazing space to be in. So I think to myself, the joy that I get from today's reading or from John's life, as we sort of reflect on the totality of who John was, is that he's the outlier. He's the person that wasn't really meant to be the one to announce that. If we looked at our own wisdom and all the Pharisees and the Sadducees gathered, it would be the high priest who would announce the coming of Christ. In Jerusalem, in the Holy of Holies, in the temple. 
But over here we have John the Baptist in Bethany in an outlying situation in the wilderness, not in the city, but in the wilderness, which is all often seen as an edgy place anyway in, the, in term, biblical terms, saying that I am the one to announce who is coming after me. I am the one who is meant to do that. And he does it. Jesus comes and he baptises him and, he, and then Jesus goes off to the desert. So, we have joy and we have the faithfulness of God. But then what, what does that mean for us? If we ourselves are the outliers, if we ourselves are the black sheep in our lives and in the way we do things, then guess what? You have the joy of being the person that gets to talk about Jesus, that gets to announce Jesus to all the people that are around them. You, individually, however messy or complicated, or maybe your life hasn't been messy and complicated. doesn't need to be, believe me. I wish my life wasn't messy and complicated. I wish it was a lot easier at times. But wherever you're at, you individually get to announce Jesus through your thoughts, words and deeds. We get to know the gospel, but to know the gospel means we have to be Christ to others. We are the face, the hands and feet to all those around us who seek to know Jesus and seek to know the gospel. So can I encourage you in the spirit of joy to know that God is faithful to you. Wherever you are at in your faith relationship with God, he is there with you. And he will not forsake you and he will not abandon you and he will never leave you alone. And you, individually, are the one that is meant to proclaim the kingdom to all those that surround you. You are the ones who are meant to open hearts and allow the faith of others to grow. You are the ones who are to share Jesus' ultimate gift, which is to become the children of God by the grace of his sacrifice. It is our faith that makes us children of God, no matter how wacky or how normal we are. We are privileged to have this title as it means the gospel has tr transformed our very being. We ourselves have died to the world and allowed Christ to rise in us. To be a child of God is to be infused with the essence of joy, the very joy that Christ himself resides in us. That joy is, is not meant to be hidden away, but shared with the world. John the Baptist reminds us that our Faithful God sent Jesus to witness to us, to bear witness to the light, so that we might believe through him. Inspired by God's faithfulness, we are also called to be witnesses and to carry the torch of joy into the dark darkness that surrounds us. So as we move forward this week, can I commend to you that where whatever situation you find yourself, whatever um, shopping trolley you're pulling and whoever bumps into you with theirs, you know, as you go to Aldi and you do a bit of shopping and someone's bumping into you with their trolley, you know, however frustrating those things are, we still live with a sense of joy knowing that our Saviour has died for us individually and that joy is what, is what empowers us to be able to share the gospel with those around us. And I commend you to do that. 
in your thoughts, words and deeds this week. The Lord be with you.